In this episode, we're going to be talking about videography to enhance your marketing communications. I'm here with James and Rich today and we're talking about videography and it's something that is um, gaining a lot of traction at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely getting more, more and more popular. We're getting requests almost daily now for videos where it would have normally been a photo. It's uh, both video and animation uh, to just liven up a newsfeed, really. I think we all know we get uh, the video gets much more interaction than ever. Uh, platforms and broadband speeds and all the other factors uh, have helped the situation so that things load easily, quickly. Uh, and I think live streams, for example, another video source that that is going absolutely crazy at the minute. If you've got the confidence to do it, I always suggest as a business, do it, go live on your social feeds and you'll get some fantastic results from it. Uh, it's always nice to see a video when you're scrolling down the news feed and there's lots and lots of uh, product photography, adverts, most mostly adverts, in fact, uh, even more so than ever, uh, to get a nice video amongst it that sometimes isn't an advert and it's just from somebody pitching themselves or a page or even just a, a profile. I think it always breaks up the news feed, which is handy. Uh, we create uh, some short videos for people. Uh, we help clients advise them how to make videos themselves, even if it's simply picking up an iPhone, switching that camera and going live or recording a video of what they're doing that day. They're seeing some fantastic results from it. I think it goes into the um, the whole rise in authenticity and people actually wanting to see the processes behind things. So um, we were having a chat the other day about Facebook and um, funnily enough, it's the videos that are over three minutes long that gain the best traction. And those videos are usually the ones that show you like the process of making something. Um, we've all seen those like kind of resin lamps that show up on your feed and um there's not really any point to them. They just show up and it's kind of like the process in making something like that. Or, um, yeah, the food ones as well. Um, and for some reason, people are actually like staying engaged for pretty much the entire length of the videos. I'm interested. I, I like to see how things are made. Anything. Sometimes it's a little bit sad almost. Uh, I even watch the program how it's made just to see how things are actually made. It's quite interesting. YouTube channels have gone crazy for it, so... I think that's what it's all about, really. It's quite interesting, really, if you um, sort of take that theory of the how it's made and say you're a, a company that makes sort of very bespoke products, if you actually turn the, the manufacturing pr process into a video and share that on your social media, would you then get more engagement with that because you're demonstrating the full end-to-end -end process rather than just sharing a finished product or a, a product photo? I suspect it would probably be one of the highest engaged videos that that particular company put out there, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, like kind of going back off that as well and taking it away from products and like making it more about people and stuff as well. I think with the rise of like kind of being on video now all the time with like remote working and um, kind of like changing the working environment, people are getting a lot more used to basically seeing themselves on screen. Um, one thing I have kind of realized is the drop in creative video has kind of gone down because obviously people can't go out and make it but there's been a rise in people kind of like doing vlogging style posts um on the line just to break up the feed as well yeah i've seen that and bringing people in remotely whereas normally you get together you'd set the scene you set the studio you'd, you'd go to a location that makes the whole thing look fantastic now you just see three heads on a zoom call uh, or in a podcast studio or in some way shape or form shooting a video that 
normally would be quite bland, a bit like some of the YouTube videos, for example, are in the same studio every time. They're pulling people into it remotely and it's giving it a little bit of something, a little bit more depth, really, something more interesting in creating a conversation rather than talking at the camera. They're talking to each other and the camera's just purely conversational, really, just recording the conversation. Yeah, I think a lot of this content as well, I think people can get slightly obsessive about it being sort of hugely well produced um so yeah it's like you're saying historically people would set up a studio and they get it all perfect the lighting was all there but obviously the the practicalities of where people are at the moment has meant that that can't happen so people are more forgiving of let's say more amateur looking content but as long as the content's still good and valuable then it, it's still got some um some um worthwhile to it and i think yeah you if you go on YouTube particularly, you know, uh, depending on what your hobby interest is, you'll find people that create essentially their own little YouTube shows uh, or podcasts that get turned into videos. Um, and, and all of that gets amazing amounts of engagement when you're in a particular hobby or a topic that people are interested in. I think it's more challenging in a sort of general B2B or B2C e-commerce environment where you sort of really haven't got necessarily a niche and you're just shifting products because there's less to talk about and the videos will typically end up becoming just products things. But when if you're in a business that's got a particularly good following for a particular for a reason, or you're in an industry that has got people that are really in, enthusiastic about something, then creating video content is, is really quite easy to do. And also you can become sort of minor celebrities in your own field by doing it. Um, and then this will then increase your personal brand, increase your business's brand uh, and lead you to getting more uh, click throughs to wherever you're trying to send people through to as well. A good example of that, and one of our clients, Auto Bright Direct, they're absolutely fantastic on social media. Uh, all social medias, they've got an avid following, uh, global following, really, and uh, and they really do engage with the customer. They go live more often than ever now and create some absolutely fantastic video content uh, and get some good engagement, absolutely incredible engagement. But from that and on the back of that, they've created created a kind of uh, a community. That, that runs by itself. It doesn't require lots of engagement from them. Obviously, they do keep an eye on it and try to help where possible, where time permits. But the community themselves uh, create videos and create content themselves to help each other out and advise each other, which I think is key for a business to do that. Yeah, I think the other thing as well is that the technology to make um, the videos is essentially in everyone's pocket right now anyway. You know, that the evolution of how um, video uh, phone cameras have sort of gone over the last particularly sort of three or four years you know they all pretty much record in 4k video now um you know everyone can get access to a relatively cheap tripod and, and sort of light setup and so yeah it, it's more accessible now than ever before uh, without having to invest huge amounts of money and equipment to do it you can you see that just from tiktok you know it, you know people create tiktok content on their phone all the time they can edit it on the app and essentially it's the same thing as making content any other way uh, it's just the app makes it easy to do the editing. Um, and I think, you know, w with people getting more used to how video editing works, even at a very basic level, we're going to see more and more people um, be willing to put themselves in front of the camera uh, and talk about what it is that they, they do. Uh, and, you know, they may not necessarily go to a, a partner company to produce that video for them. Um, they will do when they need a, a much bigger, more elaborate setup or like a, a very well shot corporate video or something that's very, very specific. But I think this sort of the, the quick social media style videos, uh, we, can, we see a lot of this being done by people without really any past experience or skills, just using the technology 
technology they've got. I can I can give you a clear example of that. So very recently, I used two apps with my son, who is six years old. Uh, these apps run off AI. We shot footage on a drone and we shot footage on a GoPro for the day. Had a fantastic day, didn't really think about what we were shooting. We just shot the fun that we were having on holiday. And then at the end of that day, used two apps, apps I'd never used before, and you simply add the uh, add, add all the footage. So it took some time. I used an iPad Pro, threw all the footage in, and my six-year-old son edited it. Two or three clicks later, and he produced an absolutely fantastic video, and the app itself had looked at the video content done slow-mo by itself, sped things up, added added audio on top of it to, to set the scene. And all we had to do is type the title in, day one on holiday, this is what we've done. And then it, it did the video for us and allowed us to fine-tune it towards the end before exporting it. It was literally a 10-minute episode. Um, and and it, it looked like a professionally shot video, just using a powerful, obviously a powerful iPad did help. Uh, but my six-year-old son did it all. I think um, with that, a lot of these apps are coming a lot more intuitive now. And um, so, for example, TikTok, um, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, <laughs> and um, when you're kind of like going on there and you're editing videos and stuff, it's it almost like kind of if you're putting a load of videos together. So, for example, you've done some things in a lot of different takes. It almost like kind of mashes it all up together and it puts in where it thinks that they should be blended. So the, the way that you can actually edit on there, it does really fine-tune it. And I think TikTok as well, you can notice with like how it just completely increased in popularity. At around the time that the first lockdown did come on, people were using it, for example, to entertain themselves, to engage. And now, because of how many people have actually signed up and are using it, TikTok itself has um, has its own like learning suite as well. They've actually got a team of people that are reaching out and engaging with brands and showing them how to do it and um, what to do on there. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I mean, um, TikTok have actually got a, a business program running at the moment where they are trying to encourage more businesses to get onto the platform. Um, so they're sort of trying to move away from what I suppose their core audience of uh, teenagers and not saying that you're a teenager. <laughs> slightly older than that um <laughs> was um yeah my, again my yeah my, my 12 year old daughter uh, used it quite extensively um but they are looking at moving um into the sort of more i suppose get a more var- more varied um sort of selection of people on there it's um, time to monetize that's what you're saying aren't you James? yeah yeah basically <laughs> they, they, they've looked at it you know they're, they're clearly making you know they've got a lot of users that they're looking at how facebook and instagram and twitter have gone um, they're seeing how, how they can engage people that are willing to pay to be on there basically um, and I think they ought to do that. They need to broaden their appeal beyond the, the, the teenager market necessarily um, so that the advertisers have got more reason and more scope to be on there. So, yeah, as a business, it's, it, it's not a bad platform to try and get into, really. I mean, it's not necessarily a young business now. Uh, and there'll be something that comes along in a year and a half, which is the new TikTok. But for the time being, you know, it's something that especially if, if you're in your industry, no one's done it before. Uh, it might be worth getting in on early, um, trying to find a way to create content on there. Uh, obviously, it's all video content, and it's all content that um, you could probably produce that's quite unique. Um, and it just gives you something a bit different uh, to go out there with, rather than just the same old uh, things that you've been doing historically. Um, it just might, might take a little bit of creativity and thought about um, how you'd use that particular app to create content relevant to your business. 
you think that we've got to start dancing now then, James? I think Doing some should. of these crazy TikTok videos as so marketing online. <laughs> Over to you, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on the just on with TikTok and like kind of engagement levels and um, is now the time to jump on it? I'd say yes, because um, I've been looking at a lot of stats recently and I think um, there was one brand, um, it was a big brand, I think it was Gymshark or someone, and um, it had taken them three years to get to one million followers on Instagram, but then on TikTok they'd literally done one million followers in the space of a couple of months and um just because of how um how unsaturated it is at the moment so everyone is now on instagram and facebook and um whereas the kind of engagement levels that you're getting on tiktok because there's less competition out there that can do it well um you can almost kind of boost your following on there really quickly and um some micro influencers as well they've um just started on um, they started on TikTok at the start of lockdown and now they've reached a million followers on their three million followers and it's just insane how quickly people are growing a following on this platform because um they they jumped on at a really early time they've started playing around and being creative the content that they're getting out there and um, TikTok um it's yeah it's famous for dancing and stuff but also like um I think it's just more creative and a bit more humanistic than some of the things that we'd see on Instagram, like um, with the heavily filtered photos and um, the really staged setups that you see. From my point of view, I don't use TikTok. I'm aware of it. I've been on TikTok. Uh, I, I just I just feel there's quite a few social platforms that I enjoy using more. How, how do these influencers let's call them or these people who it's their full-time job to be on tiktok now they've got a million followers to keep happy how do they make money out of it is it a thing at this moment in time can they make money out of it yeah definitely they are making money out of it and tiktok actually has a team of people um, like the business team that james was saying but they also have like an influencer outreach team as well where they teach people how to create content that puts tiktok in the best light so um shows it's a really creative platform teaches them how to use it teaches them how to grow a following um, the algorithm on there is really powerful as well so it tries to match the user up with content that they will find a lot more easily than um, for example instagram where um, a lot of it comes from um, the hashtags and stuff that you use um, tiktok's just a lot more intuitive um, and i think as well like what I've seen is a lot of the people are also growing a following on TikTok, but then they are migrating to your classic like Instagram and things to try and monetize on there. Or they're starting to do more long form content um, on YouTube and trying to monetize that. But the key thing is they grew that following on TikTok. They didn't grow it on those other platforms because they couldn't. Right, okay, it looks like me and James have got to get our dancing shoes <laughs> on, open up a TikTok account and uh, entertain people. What do you think, James? Well, yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think no, you're right. I think you know um, people tend to use more than one social media, and when you've got a following on one, it does tend to start to migrate to the other because people will automatically use um, more than one. And I think it's like you say, with it being so early stage at the moment, the eyeballs on uh, on um, TikTok are easier to get in front of than they are on the other platforms. So it's certainly something that's worth um, customers looking into uh, from our point of view. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure you could offer them quite a lot of advice there, Chelsea, uh, on that. Um, so yeah, if anyone's actually got any questions about um, trying to sort of engage video in their business, then um, drop us an email at hello at somarketing.com.